Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalpel had been thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. Dude, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo personality. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We got the boys all back together again. And we're going to be talking about some of those new shiny toys that we've been seeing around the world of Guild Ball. So we got... Myself, Pete, with Chris and John. How you boys doing tonight? I'm doing okay. Yeah. Freaking great. Yeah, I've actually kind of added a sheet a week, but go ahead. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. I know. <laughs> it's like, what could possibly go wrong on Tuesday? Uh, it's, it's already been shitty, but go ahead. Oh, man. So, yeah. I rolled my ass onto this podcast, so we might as well fucking do it. So, yeah, we're going to talk about some Guild Ball to make Chris's day a little better. We're going to talk <laughs> or worse. mostly about. Yeah, or, or we could make it worse. We're going to talk about the captain of the week we're going to hit up is Shaft. And Shaft. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, we got all the miners' models now, so we're going to talk about them sexy miners. And we got a bunch of vengeance stuff that we're going to talk about just kind of. Kind of like uh, where we see the meta going, because it's getting pretty wild out there. It's it's like nuts. It's it's a scary world out there for rage. Let's just kind of uh, kind of get into it. What kind of any news information you guys have as far as Guild Ball goes? Well, basically, so if you did not get the new captains or if you didn't get the miners box, uh, they are available for pre-order and they're going to get shipped out on the 15th of March, which is in a few days. Ooh. So... If you missed the first run of all those models, you should go ahead and pre-order them, and that way you can go ahead and get, um, yeah, get everything set up. Yeah, I got my veteran. So, I got my veteran so board finally. There you go. Still waiting on the other three. So, John, where are you ordering your stuff? Because your store doesn't have Steamforge Direct, right? I just have to go to the Steamforge website. Oh, so you're just doing it direct yourself? Yeah, man, web store. Steamforge there Direct in my in my phone. I thought it was going to be a little difficult now that Steamforge is going direct, but our shop actually didn't really have any issues getting that set up and and getting the models ordered. We're going to see if the models actually come in on time, but at least we got them ordered through the store. But mostly what matters is that they come in on time. Yeah. I'm just checking my mailbox every day to see if I can get some cooks. Well, I know the cooks anyways weren't going to be shipped until the 15th, so that, that was... A baseline they already had. I know, but other other people got things early, so I was thinking maybe maybe I'll get something early. You, you were hoping? I just, if it comes on time, I'd be ecstatic. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully Steamforge is moving in that direction where they're going to start, you know, getting this stuff in on time and getting stuff early and getting the fan base trust back, I guess, earning it. Well, remember they already announced that Cooks would be delayed in UK. Yeah. In Europe, whatever. <laughs> I think it was everywhere but like the United States and North America. Yeah. So we do have a couple. Well, it's about time we got some love. Yeah, right. We do have a couple things going on, though, as far as tournaments coming up. We do have the Raleigh warm-up, which has turned into quite a little uh, little shark tank going on there. I know. That's on, <laughs> yeah, that's on the 23rd of March, so that's just a little over a week away. Uh, we got 25 people signed up for that, and we got people like Jared McGraw is coming down for that. We got Glenwood's going to be there because, of course, it's Raleigh. Uh, 
yeah, we also have this butcher on butcher face to face matchup between Chris and John. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck John up. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in a second. And then we also got people like Dixon and Bill Anderson are gonna be coming up. Uh, or sorry, coming down from where they are. So yeah, just a lot of cool people traveling for this tournament. I'm really, really excited to play in this thing. Yeah, I was kind of, I was hoping for a little four round, nice, easy in and out kind of event, and all of a sudden five rounds, and it's a, all of a sudden just boom. It's like, oh, yeah. Is this going to go over two days or something? No, it's a one day shebang. Okay, well, good, because that would suck. <laughs> Let's talk about this for a second, because you guys ended up making a bet. Yeah. And we said that basically the audience can decide what the terms of the bet are going to be. We'll select one person, and they're going to win the uh, limited edition rage model that we have. So, looking at that, did you guys decide which one you liked the best? No, you were supposed to decide. Oh, I get to pick. Yeah, oh, that was what we said. Well, I thought you were. I thought we were discussing it, but Pete would like you know, break a ties or right. whatever. Let's go ahead and look at it real quick. So, which ones kind of were like a couple of the bets that you guys liked? Jake's one I thought was pretty funny. So yeah, Jake Smith was like, "If John wins, Chris has to give every opponent he plays a hug after the game." For the rest of the year, if Chris wins, John isn't allowed. And you know I'm not fucking doing that, so now I got to win. John isn't allowed to play any guild with a win rate over 50% on Longshanks for the rest of the year. That seems seems like mine's a lot harder than his. Like, fucking hugging people? That's not that's no big deal. It is a big deal for Chris. Oh, well, good. <laughs> oh, I like the one where the <laughs> the loser has to wear a tutu for Spring Fling. I think, yeah, I, that's just dumb. I think like a tutu and a tiara would be pretty awesome. What about this? Loser has to remove their own eye and replace it with a steel eye patch like Vet Boar. No, that's a little dark. <laughs> a little too dark. Where'd the one go? There was one that said the the winner gets to pick the loser's team in 12 for spring fling. I think that was Steven Knott. Yeah. Uh, the winner picks the picks the loser's guild in 12 for spring fling. That's rough. I don't like the 12 part, but I like, I like that you get to pick their guild. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. I actually kind of like that one. How about we do that one except for... You have the winner picks a guild that the other one has, so it can't be like a guild that Whoa. they don't own. That's skewed for me too. I don't yeah, have you don't guild. have to go out and like buy it. Well, oh, that's what I'm saying. You have every guild, and Chris has almost every guild. No, I've been selling some. Oh. but I mean, yeah, sure. I got I've got a bunch of guilds to choose from. Yeah, we shouldn't have to like go out and buy new Hold shit. On. Yeah, Chris, do you own rats? I do not. Pete, own the rats. Pete does though. Yeah, so I can fill in any ones that Chris doesn't have. Okay. So we'll be fine there. So you guys want to go with that? You want to go with uh, loser has to, or sorry, winner picks the losers 12 and team? For spring fling? For spring fling. Mm. Does it have to be 12? How about we do just the team part? Because 12, I mean. No way. No, the 12 is the part that makes it good. (laughs) Well, I mean, honestly, though, 12 is still, like, I I think you still can't screw somebody up too bad by picking their 12. Yeah, here, you can. Here, play, play fish and all you get is shark. All you, All you get is sh- the only captain you're getting is shark. Well, you have to pick it normal. You have to have like two captains. Well, that is you not what it like... says. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, well, that's why we're discussing it, right? Like, I mean, you have to give them two captains, but you could choose well, like. I mean, and honestly, it's the, Corsair. It, it, the winner Yukai can be as gracious or, as they know, want, or they can screw somebody over as much as they want. Well, you're playing the Union, and only captain you get is Blackheart. <laughs> no, because everyone else is going to have at least two oh, captains. I'm just saying, that's like, what it says. So I want to. Well,. Well, I'm saying... You, well, that's why we're discussing you, it. You guys can be as dickheadish to each other as you want, or you can be as civil as you want. It's really up to you guys. Well, no, because there's no incentive for the person to be civil after they no, win. Chris, I, I, gentlemen bet, will not fuck you with your 12 if, if, if I win. 
Well, I have no problem giving somebody a hard 12, but I mean, I, I like, I think that you should at least get two captains. Okay, we'll definitely get... Like, it, but it, it, unless, it doesn't have to necessarily be the good captain. Unless you like, pick like, a so, minor guild. Yeah, then you only have one captain well, that you can pick you get more, that, You don't get they, 12 either, so you just get everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah then you're you're picking their eight. <laughs> yeah, let's go, let's go with that one, though. I like that. We're going to go with Steven Knotts. So the winner gets to pick the loser's guild and 12 for spring. Well, this isn't terrible. Okay. And are we, is it, you just get to pick 12 or are we going to agree to some parameters on it? Agree to some parameters. I just agree. Gentlemen, but uh, I won't fuck you with it. Yeah. No. Cause I want to fuck you. Okay. Over well then do that. And no, but but no parameters if you're doing that. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, but I mean, like I, I have no problem with like, you know, you giving somebody like a normal lineup, but it's like, I'm going to pick the 13th model to be in it. And not the auto include model. Yeah, I mean, so I'll tell you what. I'll be the kind of I'll be the mediating uh, circumstance here, where if it looks like it's just it's unplayable, then I might have a veto option here, where I can switch out like a model or something. <laughs> I I want to give John a list that makes him drop from spring play. <laughs> I don't. John's gonna be like, I'm playing fucking key. Look, I haven't bl- <laughs> I haven't bl- uh, bought my plane ticket yet, so uh... just drop okay, well, drop from everything. <laughs> You have to at least go to Spring Fling oh. if you lose this bet. You know what would be fun? If, like, I'm just thinking of, like, ideas where you can alter it. But maybe you do it like uh, the How I Met Your Mother slap bets. Where, like, you could cash it in at any time. So I could be like, cashing it in this week. How's that? <laughs> You're playing this. Here's your 12. Enjoy. Yeah, I just, I like Spring Fling because it's the next big tournament. So it just, it, I think it, that's good for Spring Fling. Well, yeah, but then John's not going to buy his ticket. <laughs> no, he will. That's what I'm saying. We're not going to, you can dick with each other a little bit, but you still got to give something that's playable. But anyways, we'll, we'll work on the parameters of it specifically. But Steven Knott, you're going to get the, uh, you're going to get the limited edition rage. So when we go to Raleigh, I'm going to have a nice little treat for you. I might have a middle Let's finger see. for you. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on if you do better than Chris. Yeah. All I'm saying is enjoy those farmers and enjoy playing Vet Honor. Okay. Um, Vet Honor is not super terrible. She's just not as good yeah. as some of the other players. I don't care. As long as I don't have to play the freaking Butchers much longer. I'm tired of playing them already. <laughs> oh, yeah. You already got a couple games in with them? Yeah, a couple. You know what? That's that's how I could screw John big time because I could be like, you're still playing the butchers, <laughs> and I know how to give you the worst twelve possible. That is something we are going to talk about in our Patreon mini episode. We are going to talk about kind of some of these new captains and whether that dirty little phrase "power creep" is actually a thing. So, if you're a patron, have fun listening to that episode when we post it up. So, moving on. Any other news besides, uh, yeah, Stephen not winning the uh, rage. Our captain of the week is going to be Shaft. Shaft. And you damn right. And kind of rolled into this with Shaft. We are going to talk about these miners because now we have all the models. Looking at Shaft in the miners, and they were sexy as fuck. Mm, yeah. Well, what happened in that game? Uh, I ended up winning the game in little over one turn. <laughs> turn in an activation. Yeah, turn in an activation. Mm, that seems good. And that And that was kicking. So... Shaft is kind of a cool captain. He doesn't look like much. He does have a lot of momentous damage that you're probably not going to use too much. Uh, you can chip away at some models if you want. I really like his character play Lodestone. And this is where I think a lot of the teams that are going to scrum up are really going to have problems against the miners because they have a lot of placements, but Lodestone just takes what you want to do in this scrum 
Shaft can either use it to pull you closer or he can push you away because he hits a target model and then any enemy within four inches of that model either gets pushed directly towards that model or directly away. And yeah, it's just, it's good. Just nice repositioning. Uh, of course, he has the uh, guild trait secret tunnel. So that two inch placement is huge. And he has tough hide. So he's kind of difficult to take out. And then finally, his legendary play gives him another secret tunnel and models within six inches of him secret tunnel twice. Jeez. So yeah. So he is moving and placing all over the place. Tackle, momentous tackle push on one with a two-inch melee seems pretty damn good. Yeah, not only that, but, you know, he has a 3-8 kick, so he can, you know, score from downtown. So he moves, what's he, a 40, he's a 40-inch, no, he's a 30-inch base? No, he's a 30. 30-millimeter 30 base? Yeah. yeah, he's 30. Yeah, I mean, so even though he's only a 4 or 6, I mean, realistically, that's like, what, a 7-9 movement, a little more than yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Yep. And with a two inch reach and, and yeah, an eight inch kick, that's that's very, very sexy. So, wow. he, so he can be uh, a support captain him? and kind of reposition I mean, you can kill him if you if the thing and the thing about these <laughs> Oh yeah, you can kill him. <laughs> yeah, easier said well, than that. Well here's the thing about these miners is like you can kill them. They're like if can if you? you're a high burst damage team, How? you can kill them, but the problem is you have to you can't you're probably not going to kill them in one activation, right? I was about to say, like, there's, which, would, can you one round any of them? Like, well, other? that's the problem because if they still have their activation, you start swinging into them and then they're gone. Yeah. So you kind of got to you kind of got to wait until they're done activating before you can start messing with them and engaging with them. That's what I think is really making the power level of them like a lot higher than we thought. Is you can't one round any of them. Spade, spade, or uh, fuse. Spade. Maybe? I mean, fifteen. Fifteen boxes at a four-one. Well, I mean, if you look at it, Chris ended up in the game we played today. He did kill Spade, but it wasn't in one. It wasn't one round. Well, no, I I easily. I mean, could've. somebody yeah, like I mean, somebody like but that was with a fully loaded vet boar. Right. I mean, say somebody like your bigger, your yeah. biggest damage model, it's like a vet boar fully loaded, or maybe a hammer fully loaded, a little setup, or something, something like that, can but like. Can anybody else? The the issue is that they get this this secret tunnel. Like that's the part. That's the part. Right. You can't one random. So then they're gone. You because nobody can. There's there's nobody that can keep keep them held the, down. The the secret tunnel is is ridiculous. That you just get. It's 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 better than a dodge. So it's it it and it's more than three inches of movement. Yeah. So it, it's just insane that they get that. Like that's the part that like is really broken about them but the 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 other thing is how much movement out of activation they get like the fact that shaft or fissure can move people even when it isn't their turn like there's there's a lot of problems with how much out of activation movement they get because they already get a shit ton of movement so like the one thing that i hate hearing when people talk about models is the concept of like Oh well, they're only a four six, or Fisher's only a, a three five because with the secret tunnel, Fisher is much closer to like a seven nine well, movement. With, yeah, and I, I think anybody that's played against him or has sat down and thought about it uh, doesn't think that they're slow. It's like no, as a matter of fact, these are like some of the fastest models in the game now. Yeah, and 
And they're actually better than just that movement because not only are they able to move that distance, you're able to break up movement. So it used to be when you first started playing Guild Ball, like back in season two, right? A long, long time ago. Generally speaking, it was great. I can spend this influence and then I can move and then I can spend more influence, Yep. right? Now it's, oh, there are all these models that are like, Move, spend influence, move again, spend influence. Like so, you're you're getting way more flexibility in how an activation can work yeah. than a normal set of models. And so, yeah, there there are some things here that are are broken. I mean, I really just hope that they win like crazy, and then they're forced to change them again, just like what happened with those fucking farmers. Well, so, and something I was thinking about is I actually don't think Secret Tunnel, like its current state, it can be pretty bad. But I think if you down that maybe to one inch, it would be a little little less broken, obviously. But it's definitely really strong, especially when you get somebody who knows what they want to do with it. I mean, we saw in our game, Chris, I mean, I was I was bouncing models all over the place and using that to, you know, engage different models and get in range of my different traits and character plays. And it, it was just really slick to see on the table. Yeah, I think I, I think a yeah. one-inch secret tunnel is fine because then you still, you still disengage from just about anybody if you have a state a, a straight path right away you, a one inch secret tunnel placement you get out of a two inch melee yeah that thing that thing that it, the fact that it's two inches is just insane like that that's the part that's like just broken as all fucking well, hell and you got to see it on the table too because chris when we were measuring it out like you're like okay well i think it's about this much but then when you actually lay out the placements with proxies you're like okay this is a little further than we thought well no it that was with Spade where we were looking at it. And I was like, okay, well, she can see your tunnel. So that's going to be a little bit more than three inches of movement. And she's got, you know, six inches that she can run. And then she's got eight inches that she can kick. And then, like, she has Diggy Hole. And instead of it just working like acrobatic, like it should, it's another three plus inches of movement. But so she has a shovel. It's just fucking bullshit. <laughs> like... It, it, it's not good. So, I mean, like, it, they'll change it. It's just a c- question of, it's just a question of, you know, who are going to be the people that decide, like, hey, we're going to just abuse this and, you know, our, our our local metas or get people to, like, stop playing Guild Ball because we want to just, like, power game them until they change it. That That's what oh, I mean, like, the people who are going to get tired of what they're playing and then jump on miners because they're the new hot thing. Who would do that? I know a dick rider that would do that. So many people. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, the difference with Pete, though, is Pete is, like, insane because he'll be like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to play these miners because they're awesome. And then before, like, some big event where he could actually play them and win, he'll be like, no, nah, I'm bored. So I'm going to play well, some miners. Miners would be good for him because he couldn't get do what you, like, the, getting cute like you think and then drop the wrong captain. Yeah. See, I can't pick the wrong captain. I only have one option. You don't even need the options of the additional players from the engineers. And you know, because I, you could just drop that straight six box and be OP as fucking hell. Yeah. And the more I look at it, the more I'm like, how does a tank in Fissure. And a robot and mule have a four or six kick. It's it's not just that. It's also how can a tank make other people move so fucking much? How can a tank affect a ball ten inches away? Like, <laughs> well, so there's and, just so much bullshit. And that was a couple. That, like, those were two things that I got Chris with. So the Fissure models, she has. You're coming with me, which is when you start within one inch of a friendly model, you declare that before you place, and then when you place. 
you can move that model based or within one inch of fissure anywhere you want. So the way you use it, especially if you kick off with them, you kick off with spade to get spade up the field, but then you put fissure next to shaft. And basically that gives another model that you have another kickoff positioning because you can just put him up the pitch and now he's in range to start messing with the opponent just like Spade can and threatening another goal on turn one. So Fisher goes really good. I think with Shaft, if you set her up like right next to him, especially on turn uh, on turn one. And then what I got Chris with is, I mean, you were talking about this before, John, where you're like, oh yeah, just put the ball in the corner and, you know, just, just kind of try to kill him. But you have legendary plays like Tremor Mine where it's like, oh, she gets within 10 inches of the ball. She can go ahead and kick that, do a goal kick well, now. on the ball, in the corner, on somebody, what's what you got to do? You put it, You got to find a mascot. And- well, no, it doesn't – it still doesn't matter because, like, there's just so much movement that they get. So, like, I actually looked at it and I was like, okay, well, Shaft could get this, but – you know, it would require an activation by fissure. So at least I get an activation in between. Like that, I made some errors just because I didn't know what the models did, which isn't a big deal because I just won't make those mistakes again. Yeah. But then there's things that like you just can't deal with. Like um, I'm gonna put this model on the opposite side of a big building, so you can't see me. And then, okay, well, I now I get to basically move four inches, a little bit short of four inches, so I get a different angle, and then I can I can charge over or walk over or run over, whatever. Yeah. So I can still get you. Like, it, it just – the secret tunnel needs to be one inch. Like, that's just, that's just fucking obvious. It's, like, shocking to me that this was, you know, allowed to happen. Well, there's a, lot, then, there's a lot of people questioning if some of the new captains and – miners were put through the ringer for playtesting or if they were rushed out because a lot of people are saying it feels like the miners were kind of rushed a little bit well they did come out before the cooks which is amazing because they took their sweet ass time with those cooks yeah i i mean like i always just suspect that you know when there's somebody that's going crazy right that Jamie just found a new favorite guild for a little little while so he just (laughs) you guys guys remember (laughs) when miner guilds came out and they used to suck Not in this version of season four. Remember those days. <laughs> Some of them still do. I mean, if you look at it though, and you look at the different like guilds that finished at Vengeance, I mean, it was it was pretty crazy the way that things finished out. It was sorry, let me switch back to player standings. You had miners, you had Soltheians. I'm so surprised by that. You got some rat catchers in the top part of it. You got some falconers in the top half. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, there were a lot of minor guilds there. It it, it was kind of nice to see because you had a decent amount. You had seven miners, you had four falconers, you had six rat catchers, seven Soltheians. So yeah, I, there was a decent amount of representation with these minor guilds, and they performed very very well. I think a, I think a little bit of that could be skewed because the the errata just happened, and all the minor guilds changed. So people not knowing it a little bit might have skewed those numbers a little bit, but. I mean, they definitely all got better. Yeah, and I think I think something that you can notice about all these changes, and especially with these goal-scoring minor guilds, is that they are making it harder to kill the ball. Like that's one thing I think is very clear from what Steamforged is doing: is they are saying we do not like you killing the ball and grinding out these wins. We want to see the ball be a little more live, 
and it is definitely showing with some of these minor guilds. Yeah, I just I like uh, I like Shaft a lot. He has a lot of placement effects, a lot of pushes, and he can just help open up those avenues for your team just to get those goals in. The the part that is so telling and ridiculous is that you are able to th- score three goals on seven activations. Yeah, like that. That's just. I, I, granted, I didn't know what the models did, and so there were like gotcha moments in there. Yeah. But at the same time, like some of the things shouldn't be possible. Like you shouldn't be able to line up. Uh, who was it? Fuse. You shouldn't be able to line up Fuse way on one wing. Be kicking off with another model. So you're talking about being, you know, what, 24 inches, 20, maybe even 26 inches away from the goal. Something something ridiculous. And still be able to score after you got your turn one score. Like, that just shouldn't yeah, and be possible. So just so the listeners can kind of understand where we're coming from. So Spade got the turn one goal. Basically, it was my first activation goal because... You almost wanted to lure me in so you could, you know, farm a model and kill it with that boring company, which you did. But I got the goal off of it. So, boom, there was my turn one. And basically, I used all these placements after I got the ball back with Fisher because of her 10-inch goal kick. I basically used all these placements. I used Shaft's legendary to dodge everybody two inches up the pitch. Well, sorry, placed two inches up the pitch. And then I ended up passing the ball around a little bit to then dodge fuse up with a successful pass. So now he's another four inches up the pitch. And then after that, I used shaft to push your models away. So then brisket couldn't threaten the ball anymore. And then after that, I had fuses two inch place. And then I ran up and he has under the lines, which why this is choose an enemy model instead of hit an enemy model or target i don't know yeah that's that like i feel like that's an that's got to be an error like that's not how anybody else's structure well they but, they have a few character plays where it's like just choose and, yeah maybe they had a new guy writing out the the language on the character well plays. i think they they picked choose because they did want it to be just it automatically happens because it's all about placement but the reason why choosing for under the lines was huge is because basically I was like, okay, I'm going to pick brisket and I'm going to place myself within three inches of her. And now I'm going to get my four, six kick for a goal. And to, to give everyone a context of how much movement happened here, Pete kicked off fuse was on a wing. So like within eight inches of the, the side of the pitch. Yeah. He was probably within six actually. Sure. Okay. And then by the end of Fuse's activation at the end of turn one, Fuse was base to base <laughs> with the goal. Granted, Pete used like a, he used, he, he got the kick scored and then used the dodge to get there. But the point is, it should literally be impossible for a model to be able to say, hey, I'm going to start six inches from the edge of the pitch on on one wing and then get all the way to base to base with the goal in well, a single active and, it, it like within within their activation period you know thing well, and the crazy part is fucking nuts you would expect that if i was receiving the ball right like oh yeah you can do that if you're receiving the ball because then you can use it to 
you know, pass and dodge people and all that stuff. But it was after I kicked off and I already scored one goal and I got the ball back and did some shenanigans to then get a score set up with Fuse. So it's just, it's, it's shenanigans, but it's super fun. It, it was, it was a lot of fun to play. And the entire team has a momentous tackle on one, except for the big ro- robot. That seems good. Yeah. I mean, oh, sure. Sorry. Shaft doesn't, he has a momentous tackle push on one. The two inch yeah. melee. That seems good. Well, and that's that's one thing Chris well, Chris wasn't laughing, I was. But I was like, Oh, Fissure has a tackle on one. Thank you, Shank, for giving me the ball. Oh, I was Yeah, that that's just it, it doesn't Well that 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 part didn't even bother me. Like and the reason why it didn't bother me is because by that point in the game, I was just like, Oh, well this is just like they're just fucking bullshit. Like that's fine. Like <laughs> I, like honestly, there is it's kind of one of those things where it's just like, okay, like it, it's happened before. Like, I mean it, it's it's old hat. I'm not. I'm. I'm not shocked by it. Like they're just a, a new team that's broken. Like it'll get fixed. Yeah, I mean, because the thing is that that secret tunnel guild rule is so good that I don't even think it's worth bringing Colossus or Salvo. But I will tell you that whoever I play that plays them, especially if they're like a good experienced player, I'll just be like, oh, so you needed to put it on easy mode, right? Like. I thought you were good, but you needed to put it on easy. Hey, I have no problem, you know, tipping my hat and playing the Broken Guild. Yep, I, I, I know, I know. <laughs> Trust me, we all know. That, that's yeah. that's how I got one of my wins in a tournament against John. Yeah, I'm broken. Like, yeah, it's just, it, it, yeah, I mean, like, it's just, it's embarrassing for you, Pete, but that's fine. <laughs> in in the end, it's in the end, it's less embarrassing for Pete because Pete will still get bored if they're broken. But there are people out there that are very good players that could be winning anyway. And like, like I, for example, I have no problem believing that those people at the, you know, top eight of, of like a steam con or something like that. Like you could shake up a a bag full of guilds and they could draw it randomly and they could beat me like that. There's no problem with that. But the fact that like some of them like have to fucking bandwagon it, I'm just like, Oh, so like it wasn't good enough that that you're better. Like you have to like sandbag it too. Yeah, yeah, and but I, I mean, we'll we didn't even get to use some of the cool stuff on here. Like Mule's a pretty cool model, but he the only thing he contributed to the whole game was making a pass to uh, Fuse. Which once again, how how Mule is a four or six kick? It's kind of confusing to me. But I I thought that they learned their lesson about this like reanimate tough hide bullshit with Hoist. Yeah. But apparently they didn't because now they're like, okay, well let's let's have that sort of thing again. Well, the thing is though, he's not and he, give him sixteen fucking boxes. He's, he's not sturdy. That's the thing. Who gives a fucking the, shit? Oh, no, no, no. The sturdy was a big problem with hoist. It, it was reanimate pops him back up even if you knock him down. So who gives a shit? Yeah, that's fine. But it's easy. It's way easier to kill those tough the reanimate models when they're knocked down. Yeah, you know what makes them way easier to kill when they don't have tough fucking hide on them. Yeah, I mean, but you can work around that. Mm. Yeah, that's not that's not the problem I have with them. It, What's up, models like? that have reanimate shouldn't have tough hide. It makes it way too fucking hard to kill them because the, even if you budget out getting a second attack, it, it needs to be worth four. Like, how many models get burst four damage? I mean, and I wrong. say that as a fucking butcher's player. It's true. Like it's it's just it's just nuts to to. Well, to try and achieve. Well, that. plus he's a three-two model. Like this, this is this mule model is almost what Locust should have been. Yeah, I agree with that. I like I like the throw thing though. I just want to like the yeah, yeah that, that lockdown and throw is so awesome. Oh man, 
I'm going to make you minus four, minus four movement, yep. and I'm going to throw you over there. I'm actually kind of surprised that given what they did here, like, they might as well have just, like, gone for broke and been like, okay, let's, like, take the knockdown off of the one, and we'll put that on the two, and then the character plays we'll just put on the, like, the guild ball results we'll just put on the one. So that way you can always do those guild ball results, and the throw isn't... Like it, it isn't once once per turn, so like you could just keep throwing people. <laughs> I mean, like like that. Just, I I don't understand why they didn't just go crazy and just do that anyway, since clearly they wanted it to be broken. Well, I just like it because I mean that's gut and string right there, right? Like that well, that lockdown yeah. is straight up gut and string. Yeah, yeah, I was just think three. I was just thinking how Mule can just ruin activations because if he can, yeah, because you you go okay, I'm gonna you know go, I'm gonna lock you down, and then I'm gonna place you two inches that or you know, two inches that way, and you still have to go through Mule to get to anybody useful, and you're minus four. Or you, you place Mule within one inch, lock them down, then throw them, then walk away with Mule. Yeah, that's true. And they, not many models can get to you. Holy shit. <laughs> or you can throw somebody and then push them off the board. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, you're not going to see the push off the boards too often, but it, I mean, the Mule's going to yeah, be... Yeah, why are they Mule doing... Shaft why do they the not make it a push? Well... <laughs> Why don't they make that throw a push? Why are they making it like that fucking two-inch placement? Because thrown. he's not pushing you, he's throwing you. I understand that, but what I'm saying is this whole all the miners get way more fucking movement than the game is balanced for is horseshit. <laughs> well, you know, we're going to talk about balance in our mini mini cast, but we'll, we'll get to that yeah. when we talk to our patrons. So since you've played them now, Pete, how do you stop them? Then you know that's a that's a great question, John. Um, I mean, is there is there somebody is there a certain captain that can stop them? Is I mean, what do you do? Well, I think I think honestly, control guilds might just be the ones that have to deal with this guild. Uh, maybe like a Theron led team, or even like <laughs> where's Theron going to put the ball? Well, I mean, at least you can you can pin and direct where you want people to go, right? One of them, and you have. Yeah, I'm no, 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 no. The pin is less valuable against these right because placement because they've got the secret tunnel. I mean, that's at the beginning of the turn, so yeah, they can still like you're it, you're not gonna you're not gonna get rid of all their influence like you like to do, John. You're not gonna nullify their activations, but at least you can control which direction they're going in. I, I'm just saying, like for somebody that wants to get for somebody that wants to play hunters and bring Theron and control somebody. This is a guild that becomes less control. Like, there are better response to that that mindset. Yeah, they kind of just say, like... And you're saying that it's one of the best answers to them. So, I, mean, I think also, I think also uh, morticians have a good play into this just because they can manipulate your, their teams as well. Plus, I mean, this is... They got their own broken model. Yeah, that's well, true. Yeah. I guess if you well, have yeah, a broken model on your This also side, would be a great, great game for, like, silence to go into... Because then they can't do these chain activations that they like to do. Like you, you can be like, okay, the tank's gonna go last, or okay, your captain shaft, he's gonna go last. So I, I think silence has a lot of play into that matchup. So I think Mort's have a good good play into it. Um, I think some of the other jank teams might be able to play into it well too. Like Yukai, they might have a really good shot into this team. Maybe just getting a quick shootout with them. I don't know. Whoever gets whoever gets uh, the first goal wins. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Snapback, snapback, snapback. Yeah. I don't know. 
they're going to have some real easy fucking snapback calls because you can just put your model base to base with a fucking goal on one activation. Yeah. Angry. Are we angry? Um, this might actually be something. Uh, well, like I, in the in the game, I wasn't even angry because like I w- I just sat there and I was just like, oh well, so this is just going to be something that isn't fun. <laughs> like, okay, I had fun. Okay, <laughs> like that does it. Like I, I wasn't even upset in the game. I was just like, okay, like uh, this is just not not going to be an uh, like this this isn't going to be something that's enjoyable to play like i'm obviously going to do it do it and help pete out and help him learn him and all that stuff but i mean like when i looked at it i was just like oh this is just going to be sucky and boring well i think so, i think faster captains also have a good shot against this like like we were saying chris if you played fillet and got a goal and started killing models i think that helps you out too and then maybe other captains like I, I I don't know. Just like I said, any fast captain I think has a decent shot to maybe keep up with the sprint that the miners are going to have. I'll tell you who I definitely would not want to play into these guys because they they really don't fucking have the answers. Are the Masons? Mm-mm. Why do you say Masons? Just because like they're so vanilla and so average at everything. Like they really they really can't dial it up. At least with. With some of the ones that we're talking about, they've got tons of movement, or they got tons of control, or they can do huge burst damage, or they can, you know, get crazy snapback goals. You know, whether you're talking about Scotho or Brisket Three, but those Masons where they just are real vanilla and they don't have anything they do exceptionally well, they're gonna get fucking eat, eaten alive. At least that's what I predict. Yeah. I, I kind of think the union will be the same way, right? Where you're like pretty vanilla, like you, you can't really dial up anything. It, it's that's going to be tough. Well, yeah, just because that it's that secret tunnel is just such a huge problem. Not only that, like both those teams you just described also like to scrum up. And I mean, if you hit clear with fuse, then you're placing them within one inch of their current position. So that can really screw over what you're trying to do with your, and it's not even a push. So, you know, like you have hammer who is stoic. That doesn't even matter for clear because you just get placed. So yeah, I think teams like that are going to have a real tough time with these miners. I mean, I'm, I'm actually dreading it. Like I, I think I'm still going to play union at that Raleigh tournament, but I'm, why do you that's, do not, what, that's but, not what long says. I don't know what you're talking about. He's already but, changed it to miners. Don't let him bullshit you. Listen, listeners. Don't don't believe them. Listen to me. <laughs> uh, and yeah, if I if so if I do play union, I'll say if if I do play union, why? I'm just hoping I don't get this. Pete, matchup. You're, we already know you're a bandwagoner, and like, why would why do you bandwagon yourself into a disadvantage? You already can see that union is not a good choice. <laughs> so in this situation, get a box of miners <laughs> and obviously fucking play them. And put it on easy mode because otherwise, like, John's going to beat you and then you're going to be embarrassed. Well, you know, at least I don't have to play Butchers well, at that Raleigh tournament. Why would he be so. embarrassed if I beat him? <laughs> no. I wasn't embarrassed it, when Pete beat me. I mean, I feel like Pete didn't have... Well, you should have been. Whoa. Pete's a good player. I feel like I'm a good player and we could... Who knows? Well, match up. We here's can... the thing. Yeah, you really want to go back and forth. You don't want to... You're, you're not somebody that wants to dominate a rivalry. So, Chris, you were... Um... You did play against them, and that was the first time you saw them. But how, what do you feel like you need to do to try and 
you can't lock them down, but what, what can you do to try and get some points and maybe win against these minors? Well, in this game, like part of it like snowballed because I didn't know what they did. Yeah, so, there, like, there's a lot of gotchas. It, yeah, like it, it, normally, like I have no problem believing that like you could have gotten the three goals, but it would have taken like more turns yeah, than like, what it took. Like three turns or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and getting three goals in three turns, like that's that's reasonable. Um but yeah, so I mean part of it was just me knowing what to do. So I guess advice to listeners is get them on the table and, and play with them. And that way you can find out what they can do. You kind of learn the gotcha moments and those types of things. The other thing that I would say is you probably want to err on, you know, having a lot of movement. The last thing you want to do is have them be able to, you know, get you to scrum up and then they break apart the scrum. Yeah. They, they break out of the scrum. That That's going to be a problem. You aren't going to really be able to hide the ball. So I almost think like just go ahead and score, right? Like try and get takeouts, but like go ahead and score because you're probably not going to be able to keep them from the ball anyway. Yeah. And uh, like rely on them missing. Well, I think if goal. you can also get the minor player to maybe overcommit to like one side, like miners actually do a really good job of they're able to spread the field. But if you can kind of almost like close, like close off one side totally and then just control that side and then start picking them off as they come in to try and get the ball. I think that's probably a good way to deal with them too is just also the other thing that happened in this game that it was a total fucking fluke was Shank putting that berserk shit on himself yeah. from Vet Boar yeah. and not being able to take out a Spade model that just came back on. Spade was left with one hitbox at the end of that activation and then went ahead and scored. So that was kind of a fluke when you got the Berserk on there. Like he got, I think he did like one damage on a charge or some bullshit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I, so, d- I defensive stanced and you only got one hit. I mean, but this. Something like that. But either way, like, like that, when that kind of stuff happens, like, you know, okay, you you still played it right. Like you still should have been able to take away that that third score. So that's that's why I'm saying like you kind of have to have some perspective where it's like okay, I didn't make an error there. It was just that like it didn't work out. Yeah. So I shouldn't be thinking like oh yeah, they would just like score three goals in seven activations every time. Like that that obviously or eight activations. But that obviously isn't going to happen. Like, well, and you, something else you have to think about too, Chris, is you do have to score three goals. So that does mean that if you miss any of your goals, it can start to become really rough for the miners. Well, you don't have right? to. If I you, mean, if, if a team tries to spread out on you, the, the throw by mule and stuff, putting people off the pitch is definitely doable. Yeah, I mean, you can do that, right? No, no, no. Wait, but the throw is a placement, so you can't. Right, right. But you can get the them right next to the edge and then push them off. Yeah. Especially. Yeah, I mean there is a secondary game there. It's not as efficient, but what I'm saying is the game does get more difficult if the miners start missing their kicks and I know they have good kick stats, but there is a chance you can miss those kicks. Like there were a couple of those kicks where I only got one success on the goal. So Secret Tunnel probably needs like we've already agreed that Secret Tunnel should be 1 inch. And then the other thing that they could do to fix them is they shouldn't have such – if they're going to be able to always get to the goal, they shouldn't have such great kick stats. Well, they're, like, they're a scoring team. Dial but, those down. But they're a scoring team. It's just like the engineers. The engineers I have good kick that, stats. I understand that, but, like, these guys can score four fucking goals. Like, you could play 12 to 16 and still win. 
with those miners. Yeah, potentially. Like, like that's not unreasonable, like at all. Yeah. And so it, it's not like that's not even like one of those. Oh yeah, Chris is ranting and exaggerating. Like, no, you could actually literally go into a game and say, okay, we're gonna wait it. I gotta get sixteen victory points. You gotta get twelve and be competitive. Yeah, I mean they're good. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's it's and it's almost one of those things like. Since they're a minor guild, should they be really strong at that one aspect just so they can be competitive? Because if you tweak it too much one way, all of a sudden they're not competitive at all and they're in like Falconer's territory. Yeah, that that's that's the tough thing, right? Like and I kind of said this when they were introducing minor guilds months and months and months ago, is if you make the minor guild players, the squaddies, the captains, the same as all the other guilds and you don't give them as many options, they're going to get fucking run on every time. If you want to make them competitive, then that means that individually those models have to be plus power compared to the other squaddies and captains that are in the game. So so inherently, they're to make them competitive, they have to be kind of OP individually. And... If you want to make them balanced individually, they're inherently not going to be as competitive because they don't have as many options of what to take. The, I guess one way that I, you could solve it is if the rule was that you had to at least bring one of the models from the the major guild. Like, uh, I, I'm not saying that they're going to make that rule. I, 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 I don't think they will. I can point to all sorts of reasons why it would be a bad example. But if they made a rule like that to where it did force some different selections and to still making those squatty models that come in that minor guild box a little bit OP, but balancing out by them having to take something from a major guild. So you had to move around models and you had to adjust and you had to make them flexible depending on who you played. That's one way that you could address that issue. But... It's going to be tough because they basically, for them to be competitive, the minor squaddies and captain have to be better than other squaddies and captains. Yeah, and it's just kind of like what you were saying, Chris. I The miners are good. I definitely, definitely think they're good. They're very competitive. Obviously, when we look at Vengeance, and I'm going to roll right into that, when you look at Vengeance, they ended up finishing very well in that tournament. Like, when you look at the event stats, there were only seven of them. Did they finish very well, or did they win the tournament? So, they won the tournament. So, Easton... Thank you. Yeah. yeah so, Easton ended up going 7-0 uh, with them, and he ended up beating Bryce in the finals, and he beat him pretty soundly. I mean, it was I think it was 12-6, maybe? 12-4? Yeah, something like that. But I mean, it's, it, it, it. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it actually would be competitive. Like, can you get six more points before I get... T- Four more points. Well, like you could have played 16 to, 16 to 12 and had to still be a competitive game. Well, and that's what I was telling one of our patrons. I was talking because one of the th- questions I got asked is, and we'll talk about this later, with is veteran Boar like the apocalypse? Like, is he kind of like this terror that can't be stopped? And I was like, you want to know what? If you just look at miners or if you look at Yukai, I don't think Boar can kill them fast enough before they get three goals. Definitely not. Yeah. So yeah, that, there, there's like no question that that's the case. But miners as a whole ended up finishing with a win rate. They had 46 games. They won more than half their games with four or 54. percent And yeah, they, how is that so low? 
Well, I mean, because you just have some people that are going to play him that are not as good players. Like, and they're just playing them because they're new. Yeah, probably. I mean, if you look at, okay. let me look at the lowest ranking. Still, that's surprising. Like, they're they're your user error forgiveness is very high with them. Uh, I don't think so. I think you still need to know like where you're going to move and what you need to do with your placements. So I don't think it's. I think newer players can struggle with them because it's like, okay, well, how do I link this together? There's a lot of requirements for the shenanigans like you got to be within x amount of inches of friendly models and you know it, it, that's where i think it's sort of like you just get to choose enemy models to do stuff with instead of like hit them yeah. like yeah lots of requirements yeah but you got to be within range and stuff so you got to plan that out but there was a player who went oh and four with them another one went two and five so i mean what yeah but, Shocking. Like, dude like i said they're newer players like one of those guys it looks like maybe this was like his second event <laughs> So okay, I'm not trying to rip on anyone. That, I that's just, what I'm saying. You know. It's just, especially if you're a newer player, just sometimes, like even if that's a good guild, if you don't know what your opponent does, you're like, oh, I need to stay nine inches away from this person. If you don't know that kind of stuff, you're gonna get smashed. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But the, all in all, I mean, with that being considered, they had a very good showing. They finished with the fourth best uh, win rate as far as a guild goes. And engineers were at the top. Engineers like were a little surprising in that too. Uh, Maybe it's because they could bring Spade. Right, I was going to say, is Spade <laughs> so good that she's making engineers better? I don't know. Is, Maybe. Is Spade the... I wouldn't be surprised by that uh, at all. Side, side note here. Side question. Is Spade the new best squatty striker in the game? Hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No question whatsoever. Hell yeah, she is, man. She's a beast. Free 3-inch dodge. Buy a 3-inch dodge. Close control, three eight kick, two inch reach. Close control, two inch reach. Yeah, like not even Moment, fucking close. Mo- tackle on one. Yeah, momentous tackle. Momentous tackle on one. Yeah, she's absolutely the best squad. Like she should be an auto include with those engineers. She should be an auto include with the miners. Yeah, yeah. She's well, and I was talking to one of our locals about that, and he was like, "Well, I already have a good striker with like velocity and stuff." I'm like, "She's better. Like you want to bring her instead of that ve- or regular velocity." And you want to know what? You can bring her with regular velocity and then, like, threaten well, all the goals no, and do, I like, don't, range damage no, with you, Ballista. What you end up doing is you bring Vet Velocity because she helps you scrum up a little bit. And she still has a good kick. And then you bring Spade and maybe even another striker, like, yeah, Pinvice or somebody. And you're still, you know, scoring goals like crazy and you're taking out shit. No, see, I'm thinking you go the other way. You take, like, regular velocity, you take Spade. So then you have, like, two crazy scorers. And then you take the range models because that was the one thing that I that wasn't a big threat to me in that game was okay, you can get all over the place, you can break out of the scrums and all that kind of stuff, but at least you can't like range me to death. So now if you play the engineers, it's like, okay, we'll take the advantage of having spade, <laughs> take the other great striker. Those two alone can easily because you just put them on opposite sides, and then whichever one, you know is on the proper side when they're kicking balls out and stuff, they're able to go get the ball and then bounce away and then score. Yeah. And then range them to death on the other ones. Like, if anything, I think it makes it theoretically an even easier game because it's like, okay, now I can range somebody for two models and easily get two scores with these other two scores. Yeah. Something else that was a little surprising is, like you said, just... I. And it seems simple, the changes that Steamforge did to the Falconers, the Soltheshians, and the Ratcatchers. But those little changes, man, really pumped them up and made them 
playable. Devana especially. Yeah. Yeah, they seem fun. Like they're not in meme territory anymore. <laughs> like they're they're a real guild. Yeah. Another side question. Who's the bottom guild now? Oh man, I tell you what, it might be Union. Oh, come on. Vet Rage is still too good. I don't know about that. Well, okay, who are you going to put b- below the Union rats. right now? So you think rats are still str- on the struggle bus? So. Maybe 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 Brewers? I don't see. I don't think so. Brewers are in a pretty good spot right now. Yeah, but nobody takes Tapper, so they're kind of like a one-captain team. Yeah, I mean, most people are going to play Esters, but still, that Esters lineup is pretty legit. Free barrel tosses from Steve. Yeah, I haven't seen them I yet. have... On good authority from Powell, he says that all hail King Stave. <laughs> but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if the Masons are toward the bottom. Like I, I I would if somebody was like you can play Masons or Union, I'd probably like. And it was like a a matchup between the two. I'd probably pick Union over know, Masons. Man. The traveling hammer gangbang is still pretty good. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, that was awesome. I mean, that's what it is. It's just like you travel around a little in a little pod and gangbang people. The traveling hammer gangbang. Yeah, but then you you take somebody like uh, yeah. I I just really still like the combo of gutter with with rage, or you take blackheart and bounce all over the place, so they could you can always score and get away. And yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Th- those three though are probably toward the bottom. Union. I think Brewers are toward the bottom. I think Masons are toward the bottom. Like, some of them are just getting so strong. I still don't think that the order is incredible. Like, I think that that Ball of Light made them better, but I don't think that it made them, like, unstoppable. No, for sure. It didn't. Let's put it this way. It did not put them in minors range. (laughs) That's fair. Trying to see this list. By the way, can I just, like, interject some random, like, comment? Sure. Did you see that dude from Beijing that posted those oh, man, those uh, fan art things on Gubs? Those were really cool. They were dope. Like, I want one of those so bad now. I mean, I could probably, yeah, I could see what I can do with that. But having those as like a print would be pretty cool. A lot of people were asking him. So I'm kind of wondering if he's going to set something up because I think he could make some decent money off those. Yeah, like if, if there were, and obviously he's into Gilball because like it wasn't just that he randomly drew a picture; like he had like the context of the picture in there too. Yeah. So like it was it was obvious that he reads the fluff. Yeah, and the character that plays he understands were very vivid how the in there. character plays work. Yeah, like they. they I, I like that he did the miners one, especially given all the all the miners hype and release and all that kind of stuff. And then that butchers one, obviously, personally for me, like. That's just such a fun moment as far as like them getting ready for a game. Yeah, I like Shank getting slapped. That was pretty good. So Shank getting slapped, the the princess looking all excited. Like there there were so many good little little bits in that in that picture. Like that dude, thank you. Yeah, I, I hope he gets to hear this. I hope that somebody tells him that we really appreciated that. That was a really fun fan art piece. I wish that uh Steamforge would, you know, maybe make contact with him and bring the, bring him under the umbrella, like to where he's contributing art as well. Um, it was definitely on par with the official art that Steamforge puts out. So after that side note, I do want to ask you guys this before we wrap this podcast up. So there are some people that did a quick kind of like ranking. So based off of vengeance and based off of how they think the guilds are going to perform with this new errata, 
I'm going to kind of list off. There's four different tiers and I'm going to list them off. And I want you guys to tell me if you think that anybody's in the right spot or out of the state, you know, basically if you agree or disagree with the way they, these teams are ranked. Okay. Is, are the minors ranked at like the top? Okay. Well, hold on. I'll, I'll read them. So standing alone by themselves are the butchers on top. Incorrect. Okay, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So second tier, which is, you know, pretty much on top. The only one on top of the, these guilds are going to be butchers. So second tier are morticians, falconers, farmers, miners, and fish. It, no. <laughs> and then third tier, we have hunters, alchemists, soltheshians, engineers, navigators. And then the bottom tier, we have brewers, masons, union, rat catchers, and then blacksmiths. I wouldn't put blacksmiths that low. So what are what, what are the ones that you think like okay, I think that's First wrong. of all, butchers at the top is insanely oh. wrong. So you don't think with that's ox like, still being no, hardly touched? Like it, no, no because he it the fact that he wasn't touched showed that after people played with him that he wasn't oh, OP. Oh man, butchers are pretty damn good. They are. Um the the two that stand above and beyond are the Miners and the morticians, and possibly the fish with this new yukai thing. I actually like. I'd love to talk to a real expert fish player because there's such unique play styles now with like taking shark versus corsair versus yukai that I they they present some really interesting choices. Well, maybe it's time we get old Lon on the phone and see what he thinks. Yeah, I think I think that it might call that. But either way, definitely miners and morticians, maybe the fish in that category. Yeah, I haven't okay. seen fish yet. I, I think miners, butchers, morticians are kind of your your first tier right now, from what I've seen. Yeah. So what about the? And you can argue about the middle tier. The middle tier is always the hardest one because you can honestly yeah. you can always switch guilds. But the bottom tier I thought was interesting with brewers, masons, union, rats, and blacksmiths. I just haven't seen blacksmiths much. I don't. I don't think they're bad though. I don't think their be- blacksmiths are bad either. I actually just think that they have the highest like learning curve because there's so many options for captains and things. Yeah. So I think the ba- blacksmiths could actually be pretty good. So maybe up and there in the middle. Sure, I think they're okay. They're definitely not great, but I think they're they're upper middle class. I think class. the floor has been higher than it's been in a while. Yeah, and see the thing is, I do agree with Union. Masons and rat catchers. I think those three are definitely on the bottom. And then everything else besides I agree with the brewers too though, just to interject okay. that. Okay. I mean maybe anyway, maybe just maybe just because it's harder to play Tapper right now. Yeah, that that that's a big reason. Tapper's starting yeah. to be like almost a whipping boy for Steam Forge, just he's <laughs> just not getting much love. But looking at it, I do agree butchers are towards the top. They might have a couple tools that I think keep them in the top spot but then i'm hearing a lot about this falconer stuff i'm kind of curious to see the changes in action because a lot of people are saying falconers are going to be really strong in this new errata i think they're good but i mean i just once you get to devana man they're i don't know yeah that's the thing if you can pressure yep. her that's the game and i feel like the falconers are kind of in the same boat as the as the farmers where like if you set things up right and things click right like yes they're absolutely formidable but you know you have this one captain that has to play a certain way and i say that including the farmers because 
obviously no one's going to fucking play Grange. I don't know about um, that. Now. Well, so it was funny, though, because with the errata, Grange got all these buffs, and people were like, all right, well, I like the way that things are looking for Grange. And then they saw that Thresher got a buff, too, and they're like, all right, we'll throw that Grange update away, you know, because it doesn't even I matter. Love, I love that the Steam Force yeah, guy like, goes to Vengeance and doesn't touch Grange. Yeah, right. Come on, Bryce. I know, Bryce. You should have dropped him. Proven a point. Yeah, it's it's obvious. Yeah, Grange is still a squatty. Um, so the ones that I, I I think of that are kind of right in the middle, right, are the Alchemists, the Engineers, the Navigators, probably too. Yeah. I mean, like I, I just kind of think of them right in the right in the middle. Um, I still think you have strong options with the hunters because now they've got the third captain. So like just more choices is a positive thing. Um, yeah, that, that I think that the, the order is tough to play, like and get right. Although there's definitely, they're definitely better. Yeah. There's some jank you can do with them. Order is probably in that category that I put the, the farmers and falconers into where like, yeah, if you, if, if you get it clicking right, like it can definitely be formidable, but there are some very distinct limitations. Okay. So I, I can't wait to see where my cooks fall into this. I, I, I really want them. <laughs> yeah. And if you look at it though, like if, and people use vengeance cause vengeance is like the biggest guild ball tournament of the year. And I mean, the top butcher finished in ninth place in this tournament uh, the next one finished like 21st. So butchers didn't have a great showing in this tournament. And you can argue. And not a pe- not a lot of people chose to play them per- by percentage. What are you talking about? There was, they they were the most brought guild in this tournament. Yeah, but the people were predicting that it was going to be a lot higher of a percentage. The butchers are always going to be a little bit higher than average because they have a theme that people like. And they're easy to get a hold of and like grasp and be able to understand how to sure, play them. Sure. So they're always going to be a little bit higher than average as far as turnout. But a lot of people were predicting that they would be disproportionately high because they were saying, you know, these guys are so good. There's all this like hype on these butchers. But I just don't think the hype is. I I'm not saying that they're not good. I'm not trying to like sandbag because I'm a butchers fan and don't want them to be nerfed. What I'm saying is, as a butchers fan. If you nerf them at all, then they're really bad. So, like, they're right now they're solid and competitive. I don't think that they're by any means what you're getting out of the miners. What so you're getting let me out ask of you this, Chris. What you're getting out of yeah. What is the best guild in the game right now? Fish, probably. You think fish is? Yeah, probably. Like they're because all three of those captains are like super playable. Like I could see somebody being a specialist with any of those captains and being super competitive. Um, individually, the miners are probably better, like based on what I just saw. But options are just a better thing, right? I'd rather have three captains to choose from than one. Yeah, it's easier to plan for one captain than it is, you know, three. Yeah, so so that probably holds them back. But the fact that the miners are still in that discussion is unbelievable. Like it shows how truly good they are. That they're they're in the category of two teams that have three captains. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'd probably say the fish are probably better than the morticians. And better than the butchers right now? And yeah. You think the what? fish are better than the butchers right now? Absolutely. You're sandbagging. Not, You're not a sandbagging close. motherfucker. 
John White. That, that, John, real quick. No, because oh, they're, they're, you had your minute. aren't playable. Go ahead. <laughs> John, why do you think Butcher's is uh, right now? Best, best Because veteran Captain Boar is good. You can put two-inch melee all over the field. They're about, they, they're, they just got a buff in Roast, because Roast makes them better. They're about to get another buff in Cinnamon, who's going to make them better. Yeah, I think that another thing we got we do have to think about, and that's it's great that you brought that up, John, is that those Cooks models, the crossover ones, are going to help improve the guild, and it's going to give you more options. And I mean, Chris just said options make you better, and Roast and Cinnamon def, definitely are some good options to have. I mean, they're, they're the most influence, like, efficient guild in the game now, Butchers, because you can put your influence and almost stack everybody. The... I still think that the butchers are are good. Like I, I'm not saying that they're like right in the middle. Like I'm just saying that. So do you remember when we had that conversation about vet rage, and we talked about well, what do you take off of him without crippling him? Yeah. Do you remember that conversation? And we we kind of came to the conclusion that you know he kind of needs all the things that he has. Otherwise, he's really going to be a weak captain. Right. Even though those things make him so pretty just, strong, so just power right? creep around him, he got worse by it. <laughs> but that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like is going on with like the butchers. Like I have no problem believing that they're good. But if you look at like take Ox for instance, Ox was the one that everyone's complaining about, right? Because he had like the owner R extended to six inches, and you know all of these all of these little tweaks, right? But it's like look at Ox's card now. And tell me how you nerf him without crippling him. I mean, I'm not saying, like, there are a lot of people that wanted that aura to come down a little bit. And I don't think Ox himself is the problem when it comes to the damage output. I do think it's his team inside of his aura. So that's where you start to see the problem with the Butchers is not, it's just how far that bubble extends and how much. Yeah, but we used to have a smaller yeah. bubble, and it it showed yeah, a big I mean, problem. It almost right? like, like I don't know kept do, him in do check. Do you want to bring down? Do you want to bring down the armor on Ox? Like obviously he needs the two armor. Like it, he, he used to have one, and it was a big problem. Like they didn't really change that much with Ox, but the things that they like the the nerfs that you would have to put on him basically bring him back I mean, no, down re- to the Ox not that really, couldn't win because. Shank got better. Boiler also got better. That axe throw is definitely a nice addition that he has. And you got Vet Gutter not yeah, long ago. Yeah, and Vet Gutter is really good with that sweeping charge. So I, I think the pieces got good around him, and you could have kept that bubble within four inches, and it, it it still would be really good. I I think that if you if you if you took anything away from him, like there would be a big problem. It, it would not I, go. It would not go well. Like I said, it's just it's. The aura is just a little too much. I mean, it's two. It's two inches on only one of them. The other one was always. The other one was always six anyway. Yeah, and that's fine. I I wouldn't have a problem with that. Like if they wanted to keep one six and the other one four, I mean. Yeah, that I, was that was the problem. If, well, then then if that was not the problem. Yeah, it, it absolutely was because as it soon was, as no. you had to send anyone out to do anything, they were really really isolated and they then couldn't get the burst damage and they were going to get killed. So, well, like I said, a lot of the problem was Shank used to be just three influence, and then Boiler has some things that they tweaked and buffed to make him a little bit better. 
and that gutter wasn't quite what she is now. So I just, like I said, I, I think that you could still use that aura and still, it could still be very effective if it was four inches. I think that with the, with the, with the nerfs to, to tenderizer and let's not, let's, let's say changes to tenderizer. Like it puts the butchers kind of right where they need to be. Cause now you can't play that bullshit stalemate game. Like they actually have to do, go out and kill people and you can target some individually like Shank and Shank's pretty easy to knock out. Um, he doesn't okay. have a ton of boxes, that sort of stuff. So anyway, that's my case. I'm going to go with the butchers. They're still really good. They have this high damage. Um, relatively hard to deal with as long as the butcher player is disciplined enough to, to do what they need to do with it. But kind of, uh, yeah, moving on to parting blows. Anything else before we uh, close this thing out, gentlemen? Fuck those good, miners. Good deal. There's always this, this boogeyman Chris has to talk about. <laughs> I didn't make the fucking model. <laughs> I didn't make broken thresher or broken miners. It's not on me. I'm just identifying it. And a truth teller. with that being said, throw dice, roll salt. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking rookie. Roll dice, throw salt, we're out.